the Cinema Talk podcast. Oh, that's it? Okay. Yep. Uh, today we're talking about <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, starring Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, Antonio Banderas, John Rhys-Davies, Toby Jones, Boyd Holbrook, Ethan Isidore, and Mads Mikkelsen, directed by James Mangold, written James by Mangold. Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, David Kep, James Mangold, based on characters by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman. I am Ryan. I'm Brendan. And I'm Connor. And we have made it to the end. We have made it to the Dial of Destiny. That's it. Uh, it is. It, this is the end of the podcast. We are never doing another <laughs> podcast ever again. Goodbye. Um, You'll never see me again. Goodbye. Um, whatever, the, like that song where she says it. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it is um, the end of the Indiana Jones series. We're recording this early what is it saturday morning yeah um the early box office reports for this have not been very good um so i think it might have been the last indiana jones movie regardless of the intention of the film yeah um but yeah so uh this movie kind of had a uh a long history getting to the big screen um specifically because of the the disney purchase in 2012 and since then it's kind of been a um a long a long way to get here again remember there was that uh weird shit with chris pratt thank god that didn't happen and um we got we got this instead but the the big difference i would say here is that we have james mangold uh as a co-writer and director instead of steven spielberg it's still technically made by lucasfilm uh, do you guys have much experience with James Mangold? Do you like him? And were you nervous about this movie going in because of all the, um, I don't know, mixed reviews at a can and all that stuff? Yeah, I was definitely nervous, um, with the reviews coming out of can. I mean, they like just things that I was hearing just weren't very good. Um, and I think that's, fine like i i wasn't expecting people to be like jumping for joy at at a new indiana jones movie um but i was a little disappointed i mean considering how people felt about crystal skull i wonder if that had anything to do with it um you know just the backlash they were like oh modern indiana jones movies those shouldn't be a thing but like listen they were trying to do their last jedi i guess kind of um but i don't know i james mangold uh i've seen logan um i've seen our co-host logan he exists uh and then what else he did the wolverine right i think those are the two yeah, that i've seen ford v ferrari is another big one of his i haven't seen it um but yeah i mean i i really i really enjoyed like I, I don't know. I like the X-Men movies, and, and Logan is particularly good. I don't think the Wolverine is amazing, but, like, I don't... I can't say I have any qualms with the direction of that movie. Um, 
more so just the story but uh yeah i mean i i was perfectly fine with james mangold coming in i i understand that like if you've been like a long 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 time fan of indiana jones you might be like oh it's not the same without spielberg but like you know i i wasn't too i wasn't too worried yeah i don't know how much uh james mangold i've seen i know i haven't seen the movies that we just mentioned um but i it it did it did make a difference i i do have to say i didn't really think about it not making a difference i didn't really think about it making a difference until i watched it and being like oh this direction is so much more different than uh steven spielberg's um upon hearing the reviews um uh i have a friend in the industry and he was telling me a bunch of mixed things that he was hearing from from people he knew and i was uh i was i was intrigued only because like is it i was like is it really gonna be that bad like there have been a lot of movies recently where like people have said critics have gotten it wrong and the audience gets it and vice versa so i didn't know where that was going to fall on the spectrum here um but i do have an opinion afterwards and we will get into that momentarily i'm glad that you have an opinion that's good thank you it's important um it did kind of level out over the last few days when critics got um to see it it's got up to about a 70 percent on rotten tomatoes from the can premiere when it was around a 40 percent um so i think that was just a i mean a lot of people have said this just the big blunder on disney's part the can film festival audience does not feel like the right audience to premiere your indiana jones movie yeah um i feel like they have a different vibe than swashbuckling adventure disney movie but maybe i'm wrong i don't know history kind of proves that right um so yeah i i've seen this is my fourth james mangold film i have not seen girl interrupted which was his big movie i think like early 2000s um but i've seen both of his x-men movies really like logan and i thought ford v ferrari was a pretty looking movie but not a a fantastic film um so i was i was nervous going into this i mean um i like the cast i really like mads mickelson i don't know if i'd ever seen phoebe waller bridge in something before um but I, i was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt um so we are going to go into the plot summary and we are going to talk about this new indiana jones movie let's do it in 1944 during the allied liberation of europe in world war ii indiana jones and his colleague basil shaw a fellow archaeologist from oxford are captured by nazis while attempting to retrieve the lance of loniness meanwhile astrophysicist jürgen voller informs his superiors that while the lance in their possession is a fake he has found half of archimedes dial which was invented by the syracusan mathematician archimedes and is capable of locating fissures in time. Jones escapes and boards a, a train full of looted antiquities where he rescues Shaw. After determining the spear is a fake and acquiring the dial, he and Shaw jump from the train before it derails on a bridge destroyed by Allied bombers. In 1969, Jones is separated from his wife, Marion Ravenwood, after their son Mutt died during the Vietnam War and is pushed into retirement at Hunter College. He is approached at a bar by Helena Shaw, Basil's daughter and Jones's goddaughter, who herself is an archaeology student and treasure hunter. Jones informs her that the dial was split into two pieces and that her now-deceased father was driven to near insanity 
while trying to unlock its secrets. Jones had promised Basil he would destroy the dial, but he had not fully pro- fulfilled his promise. They retrieve the first half of the dial from the college storeroom, where they are attacked by henchmen sent by Voler, who now works for NASA under a new identity and is assisted by a CIA group led by Agent Mason. Knowing Voler's men are after her, Helena escapes with the dial, revealing her true intention to sell it at a black market auction. Jones flees into a parade celebrating the Apollo 11 astronauts before escaping through the New York subway and seeking aid from old friend Sala, now an immigrant cab driver. Jones travels to Tangier and prevents Helena from selling the first part of the dial at auction. Voler and his men arrive and steal the dial, forcing Jones, Helena, and her sidekick Teddy Kumar to pursue them in an auto rickshaw. A gangster named Rahim, uh, who was previously engaged to Helena, also joins the fray, but is halted when his car gets stuck in a narrow alley. Voler is apprehended by Mason, who has been sent uh, to make Voler disappear after the government disavowed him. Instead, Voler and his men kill Mason and steal her helicopter. Jones, Helena, and Teddy follow Voler to Greece, where they enlist the aid of Jones's deep-sea diver friend, Ronaldo, to retrieve a tablet from the Aegean Sea inscribed with the instructions to the second part of the dial. Although they obtain the tablet, Voler kills Ronaldo and follows Jones, uh, Jones's group to Sicily, where they find the second and final piece of the dial at Archimedes' grave. Voler captures Jones and reassembles the dial, and reveals his plan uh, to time travel back to 1939 and kill Adolf Hitler in hopes of being a better leader himself to lead Germany to victory in the war. Helena sneaks aboard Voller's plane before it takes off while Teddy pursues them in another plane, where he is unknowingly accompanied by its sleeping pilot. However, Voller fails to take continental drift into consideration, and the fissure in time instead leads them back to 212 BC during the Siege of Syracuse. Jones and Helena parachute from the plane, and is shot down by projectiles fired by the warring armies below. Voler and his men die in the ensuing plane crash. Gravely injured, Jones begs Helena to leave him behind in the past, allowing him to become a part of ancient history, but Helena refuses, fearing a possibility of a catastrophic time paradox. Archimedes himself arrives, having emerged from his workshop to investigate Voler's crashed plane. Archimedes returns to the version of the dial they uh, brought from the future before Helena knocks Jones out and returns to 1969 aboard Teddy's plane. Jones awakens in his apartment, reuniting with Helena, Teddy, Sala, and his uh, grandchildren, as as well as Marion, who reconciles with Jones. As the others leave for some ice cream, Jones and Marion uh, reminisce about a past conversation before pass- passionately kissing. And that is the end of our good old Dr. Jones, guys. What were our initial thoughts on the Dial of Destiny? Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It 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 was it, it it was okay. I mean, I didn't I didn't loathe it. I wasn't like, oh, this is this is corny. This is stupid. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, I mean, you know, I think that a lot of what I liked was references to the old movies. Um, I mean, I was just like, oh, nostalgia, yay. Um, and I I somewhat, you know. Realizing that, I was like, I don't necessarily love that they're just playing on my nostalgia to get me to like this movie more. Um, so it was a little counterintuitive, if you ask me. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that, like, just overall, fine. Like, it was, it like, it you know, direction-wise, I think it was, it was done well. 
Um, the story was 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 all right. I mean, it was it was pretty Indiana Jonesy, all all things considered. Um, I appreciated that they didn't, you know, like come up with uh, a reason for him to go to uh, an indigenous people's like civilization this time. I think that that wouldn't have worked uh, in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, and it was mostly just fighting Nazis, which I thought was was pretty cool. Uh, I think back to the roots. Back to the roots. Back to the Nazi fighting roots. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I. It was it was fine. That's that's my main takeaway. I saw this movie in 4DX, and for yeah. those who don't know, that is where you are part of the movie. <laughs> you <laughs> uh, you sit in these seats that move with the movie as like things happen, uh, whether you're in a car. Or for some reason, when you get thrown to the ground, when when the main character is thrown to the ground in the movie, the seat kicks you in the ass because <laughs> you just fell to the ground in the movie. Like, I, I didn't understand that. When you went through water, it would spray water at you. Uh, for some reason, every new place we went, they wanted it to smell like alcohol, but instead it just smelled like black olives. Um, I swear to God, every time I thought it was going to smell like smoke or something different, it smelled like black olives. And it was very sour just the black theater. I don't, I don't drink, so I don't know if they nailed the smell of whatever alcohol they were going for, or if it was just wrong. But like, I remember at one point they were in a bar, and that you hear a big like from the things in the theater, and then I just start smelling. I'm like, that's not, that's not a bar. That's not a bar smell. So it was very underwhelming the experience of 4DX, but. I'm glad I did it once. Uh, the most fun part was being like kind of on a ride when you go through the action scenes and they would like toss you around. Um, but overall, I was very underwhelmed by this film, and uh, I am I, I the 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 first twenty minutes were I think my favorite of the entire movie. Um, because not because they they de-aged Harrison Ford and I was intrigued by that the whole time also way too long for them to have run with this like de-aging thing I thought they were going to do it for like five minutes they did it for the first 20 and it's saying something that I thought it was my favorite bit uh, I just think the choreography and the action sequence itself of being on the train love me a train movie um, where all the action takes place on the train dope dope start great start it just loses me from then on there are good acting performances harrison ford does great uh i think uh mads M- milliken does uh fantastic mickelson. mickelson um we we went to we went to college with a kid with the, like a very similar name and i just keep thinking of that as i think of this guy's name <laughs> um but he like the villain did great harrison did great Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Okay, here's my biggest. Here was my biggest complaint about the movie, and I realized it halfway through. The acting felt like acting. What do I mean by that? It felt like I was just watching people really try to act. It did not feel like a movie that takes you in, and you're like, "Aha!" I'm not even thinking about them, like about these fake people, about these actors acting with each other. I'm just seeing these characters. I just watched them, like, slowly respond to each other, and, like, it felt like some of the pacing was off at some points, like somebody would say something, 
uh, surprising, and it would take somebody a sec to just be like, what? And it's like, guys, I, I felt very out of it. Maybe it was because I was getting pushed around in my seat, too, by technology, but that was my biggest complaint. Um, yeah, I was underwhelmed, but that's we'll, we'll go further into that as we go along. I don't want to I don't want to give all of my negatives away in the first 10 minutes of this. Um, okay, so I guess I'm going to be Connor on this podcast. I'm going to be the staunch defender. I really liked this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I it I don't know. I'm going to say it again. I thought it was a lot of fun. I had a good time. Um <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's a perfect movie. I think it's about a half an hour too long, which I think is its main uh, issue. Um, I really like all the performances in this movie, despite what Connor just said. I really like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> um, I know that it's not going to happen because the internet would break also because this movie is losing a lot of money. But I would be totally down for a... I would be down for a Hell in a Shaw and the Dial of Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. I, I would be I'd be down for that. I really liked Phoebe Waller-Bridge in this movie, um, which I know is... Uh, can't say that around too many people because they're going to be like, oh, no, she she a woman. Um, uh, I thought Harrison Ford was fantastic. That goes without saying. Mads Mikkelsen was great. I don't think this ever lives up to the original trilogy, and I'm not saying that in, like, the boomer way of being like, oh, they don't make them like they used to. I just don't think it's as good as the original three. Um, I, as, as you know, I don't have that opinion about, like, necessarily all the Star Wars sequels. I think The Last Jedi is a fantastic film and up there with the original. So I'm not saying that they can't. I'm just saying that they didn't with this time. Um, but really comparing this to Crystal Skull, which I feel like these two movies are going to be compared for a long time because they're the, the post-original trilogy films. Um, I like Mickelson way better than Kate Blanchett, and I like Phoebe Waller-Bridge way better than Shia LaBeouf. And I think two out of three, uh, two out of two there, really like that better. And I like the time travel shit better than the interdimensional beings. I, I don't sure. know why. I feel like they're kind of on the same playing field of, like, shit beyond what we saw in the original trilogy of just, like, that little, uh, like, religious supernatural stuff. But I bought it, and I think it worked... Um, as, like, our last destination for Indiana Jones, for him to actually, um, go back in time and want to be there. And we'll, we'll get there when we get there, but, um, I think it all worked really well. I, it, again, my biggest complaint is that it was a half hour too long. This movie did not need to be two and a half hours. And, um, it, it did drag, especially, (laughs) I mean, when I saw, I saw it early morning, Friday morning, and by the by, like two thirds of the way through, I was like, "God damn, can this thing be fucking over yet?" <laughs> yeah. um, but we'll go th- we'll go through the plot. I think we can probably identify some of the stuff that they could have cut. Um, so we start in 1944 with uh, Indiana Jones and Basil Shaw going after um, this sword that used that was used to take the blood of Christ, and the big thing that. Uh, people have been talking about is this uh, de-aged Harrison Ford, as, as you said, Connor. Yeah. Um, I think in rea- in reality, I don't think this is a de-aged Harrison Ford. I think this is a Harrison Ford on top of Anthony and Gruber's face. Right. Because that gentleman is credited with being younger Indiana Jones. 
Um, oh, so I think really? what we're seeing is not a is not a de-aged Indiana Jones. I think is a gentleman who played him the younger version of him in Age of Adeline, um, and can do the voice really well. Sure. Um, over, over. Well, Harrison Ford's face over. That's what that they did actor. For, um, oh, it, that's like what they a, did for Luke like Skywalker. A deep fake. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it was kind of a deep fake situation. Um, it did look which I guess vaguely familiar. I did. I I do think that is better than just a digital recreation um, mm-hmm. of Harrison Ford. Um, it does. It still doesn't work. Like as a, it's distract as a movie. It is still distracting. I don't. I don't know if we're ever gonna get to the point where this isn't noticeable. Um, and I think that's probably a good thing because I don't want like James Dean to be in movies again and Humphrey Bogart. I just think there's something <laughs> ghoulish to that. Fair. Um, yeah, they're de- they're and, dead. They died. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Um, it's over. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want them to ever get to the point where they can do it very convincingly. They probably will. But just knowing, um, they probably will at some point. But here, it's close. Like in still images, it doesn't look that bad. But I feel like they still haven't gotten it down to the point where you're watching it and it doesn't feel like you're watching a PS4 cutscene. Sure. Or I guess for the more uh, modern people, PS5 or Xbox Series X cutscene. Um, but I, I like this. I like this opening. Like Connor said, I think the action's really fun. I think it's like a classic Indiana Jones adventure. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great introduction to the film. And yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked uh, this this opening sequence. It felt like we were catching the tail end of Indiana Jones 3.5. Um, it, I mean, you know, I think yeah. that while distracting, the my main issue with the like the recreation was, um, or, or the 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 deep fake imposing of Harrison Ford was in the close-ups. And other than that, it wasn't too terrible for me, just because of all yeah, the other shit going on. Yeah, long shots and action, it kind of looked good. Yeah, it was fine. Um, but, I mean, having that be the first 20 minutes, I appreciate what they were trying to do. And they, you know, they made this render of Harrison Ford's face on top of the other guy's body. And they were like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna stick with this then. Like, this is, this is just gonna be what it is for the first 20 minutes, because that's what we want the script to be. Um, I think they probably could have done it in 10, but that's fine. I, I, I think agree. that's going to be a recurring, uh, sentiment that I think they could <laughs> they have done, it, done it, it shorter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that, like I said, the beginning, a lot of fun, love a train sequence, love a fight on the train. Um, uh, the, the, where he's, I mean, it just, they, they, I, they hit all of the Indiana Jones, yeah. Uh, points which like including where he he's in a bind uh he sees the the guys coming toward him he puts on the the nazi's jacket and then he walks into the cafeteria and sits down next to him and he just blends in and they walk right past him i thought that was just a really cool like very very cool writing um yeah after after that uh i mean the uh the 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 all the Nazis, I mean, very great job. Very good acting by all the Nazis. Uh, they were all there. They did what they had to. Um, and 
yeah, fight on top of the train. Very cool. We got that little one liner where he's like, shoot him, not me. Oh, that was and good. Yeah, where he, where he got yeah. shot in the arm. Yep, that was fun. Um, and then I think they, the de-aging on Mads Mickelson looked pretty good. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think I barely. I didn't even. It. I didn't even think he was de-aged. Yeah, or, or I think yeah. he was. That's crazy. I just thought they added gray hair to him in later like the later on. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just dyed his hair. But I, I don't know how old he is, so I I just didn't really know. He's like. In his fifties, yeah. I think. He's, he's, but he looked young, honestly. Yeah, but maybe, I mean, maybe they didn't. Okay, he, what, yeah, he's a good-looking dude. What I want to know regarding Matt, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, how the fuck did he live in like past this scene? Oh yeah, he took a steel beam to the face at like a hundred miles per hour. You're telling me that his skull wouldn't have like imploded? Yeah, I thought I thought he was dead after that. And then when he came back in the future, I thought that was going to be a main plot point of them being he, like, like, oh, shit, he found he found the the second piece already and he put it together. And now he like went back in time and lived instead. It's like, but no, he also would have been uh, disfigured beyond repair oh, facially yeah, like he he hit that be- i remember i viscerally reacted to to that uh, too. beam to the head oh, yeah. i went like oh <laughs> yeah i just i like i feel like maybe that was part of the script before or something that they were like oh he's a time villain already but like they just didn't end up going with it because they were like well we need the whole movie to be this fetch quest um yeah, also, okay, so I, I don't care if we get all circle jerky or whatever you call it <laughs> around, like, just this movie, but I'm, I'm, I gotta jump because there's just so much I want to talk about, but I can't just, like, keep waiting for the, the major points that we get to. The, the fact that every time we talk about the dial, uh, somebody has to be like, there's a second piece and it's somewhere else and we need to find it. They say that. It has to be 50 times in the movie. It doesn't matter which character. Somebody is going to tell us, oh, <laughs> this is only one piece. half of it. There's a second piece somewhere else. We need to find the second piece. Yeah, we know. Go fucking do it. <laughs> Go we see. It. We see the one piece you have. Go find the second one. And they don't do it until an hour and a half fucking in. I'm just, I was so, I was so floored by that because it seemed every new time or every time somebody new came in they were just like yeah there's another piece oh we need to find that yeah we all know why are we why are we why are we going over it again yeah i i think that's just a classic case of uh writers not trusting their audience um sure to pick up on something the first 10 times sure Uh, maybe i'm just too freaking smart (laughs) wait there's another piece (laughs) (laughs) I just took they that as, like, typical blockbuster filmmaking, and it didn't really bother me all that much, because I'm used to being spoon-fed everything that many times in big Disney movies, but um, I, I see what you're saying, but it didn't really uh, ever phase me while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just kind of distracting, the the way that they kept talking about it. Um, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, uh, moving forward from the beginning to not jump around. Uh, after that, we, we jump to the future, and he's still 
uh, a little professor. Um, but it, I it love seems this. Times have changed, and he's not as popular as he once was. And he's using a a projector, one of the the projectors that we remember mm. from elementary school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting Harrison Ford with his titties out like within the first twenty. Oh yeah, minutes within the first. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, because and, and they played. The he's Beatles, in better shape at eighty than I am now at twenty three. What? I said he's in better shape at eighty than I am right now at twenty three. Oh, fair. He he. I was just like, damn, Harrison Ford's still fucking jacked. All right, yeah, he's been working out. Um, um, I I loved this beginning in nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, I love where they had his character. It's very similar to where they had Luke Skywalker. I think in Last Jedi, I'm always like down for sad uh, heroes from our past. Um, I, I guess we can get to this right away, Connor. They 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 killed your boy. They killed your boy. Uh, they killed movies. my boy, and I was such. I was so bummed to hear that. I was I was <laughs> like, wow, they really just gave him the fucking axe. Yep. They were like, nope, he's not missing or lost or gone. He's just he's he's gone in the sky. He's fucking he's he's out. Some writer uh, felt really fucking proud of themselves for coming up with that one. They were like, so we can't have Shia LaBeouf in this movie. Oh, what if he, he died in the Vietnam War? War? <laughs> and then that's like a plot I don't point. think that's the worst. I don't think that's the worst way to do it, though. I think I think the way they used it in this film was actually pretty good. So I, at first I was like, oh, are they just not going to address it at all? Is it just going to be that picture of Mutt next to the... Um, you know the the triangle uh, flag representing that a uh, uh, serviceman died. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, is this just all the reference to Mutt we're gonna get, and we're just gonna have to assume that he died in uh, combat? But no, they 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 do they do make it clear later um, yeah. what happened, and I he really does say it, which I'm thankful yeah, I, for. I needed to be spoon fed that because I did miss his picture in that first scene. <laughs> yeah, um, it's there, but it, it's quick. Um, I, I, I really flag, like. I don't remember the picture. <laughs> yeah, it was like directly to the right. Yeah. Um, of the flag, and I, I like where the, I, I like. I said I like where this is at the beginning, and I like the conversation on the boat later. Later with Helena. Um, yeah. Yeah. That. that I, was I a think. Good uh, I think this this is the best they could have done with Mutt if they didn't want to recast. Um, and I think it works as a motivation for Indy. Um, it works as like a, a little moment at the end with Marion as a nice way to wrap up their story. Um, yeah, I, I think that I, I know that they killed your boy and your sad Connor, but I think it's probably one of the best things that they could do with Mutt. Okay. Uh, hashtag stop the Mutt hate 2023. <laughs> we know, we know you didn't like him, but, uh, he didn't do anything to you Floyd. So I, I'm not saying that I, <laughs> needed for him to die i'm saying that it it works in the context of this movie if they were like okay we are not going to either recast or actually hire shia labeouf i agree with this you. is this is a good way of writing him out instead of just being like oh he's off in the distance and never to be seen which would yeah. be weird i mean it, it made sense in the story and that it, it's fine it's just i don't know i would have would have liked to see what they did but i mean it's it's gone it's done it's it was 12 years ago um meeting phoebe waller bridge uh i i kind of trailed off when i was talking about her earlier i mean i did like her but i also 
I think some of the the acting between her and Harrison fought, fell flat at some points, um, that which was kind of distracting to me personally. But I think she did do a good job, uh, especially, I mean, in the role that she was given, mm-hmm. very very well done. I think um, I think her character was really interesting. Um, you know, I, I was really excited when they sort of brought in this, like, oh, well, you know, she's a figure from Joan's past, like, and then with the double cross, I wasn't expecting it to come from her. Um, I was a little disappointed about her motivations, though. Like, just having her be like, yeah, I just want to sell it. I was like, oh. oh okay. Like, I, sure. I dug it. Okay. I really, <laughs> so okay. I really like this because I didn't think that it was, um... People were like, oh, going to this movie, like, oh, she's going to be, like, replacing Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones, like, all this blah, blah, blah. I don't think she is. I think she's actually playing Han Solo more than Indiana Jones. This, like, person that doesn't care, is going to do it in for, in for the money, has a heart of gold in the end, has a little sidekick, um, instead of it's Chewbacca, Chewy. it's this Teddy guy. <laughs> it's <this> kid. <laughs> um, I, I just, like, by, the, by, like, halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, she's not Indiana Jones, she's Han Solo. Yeah. And, um... I really liked her character, and I really liked Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I mean, I, again, I thought she gave a great performance, and I liked I liked all the aspects of her character except for some of her motivation. But I think that was just the writing. I don't. I wouldn't really put that on her. Um, Teddy. Also, I think maybe I made that connection because she was in Solo. But oh yeah, she was. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, she plays the robot. Feedback. She's L three. Yeah. The robot that the one fucks who Donald has sex Glover. With, uh, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say the robot sex with Donald Glover. Donald Glover 83. It's a weird thing. So still a really fucking weird plot point for that movie, but I moving agree. on. Um We also I mean like it's not for a little while after this, obviously we get the chase scene, but we also get Teddy. I, I don't know what if y'all want to talk about what you thought about his performance. Sure. I, I okay. Don't don't even don't even bring up Teddy right now. I'm too. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm about to be on. I'm about to be on one for the people that chase them in this chase scene. So I want to get this out of the way before we talk Teddy. Okay, sure. Let's um, let's let's do this first. The villains, the the uh, side, the henchmen. Let's call them. Yeah. Um. The 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 Nazis or the CIA. The Nazis posing as CIA. Yes. Yeah. And then what? What was the um, Agent Mason? Was the other one? Mason was that? Is that the black girl? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Agent Mason, and then the two, and then the other two guys, which I'm saying is, uh, uh, uh let's big call boy him, and boy Holbrook. Let's, let's call him Thwomp and uh, Trigger Happy. Yeah. I'm calling the okay. the guy who wanted to shoot everybody Trigger Happy, and the guy who was just a big brick wall is Thwomp. The fucking um, trigger happy guy. I didn't realize this, but he plays the demon in Sandman, and I was like, "Oh, that's why I fucking want to punch you in your stupid face." Yeah, he's I, in a lot. He plays bad guys in a lot of movies. Yeah. I think Good for him. He, uh, I think he's a. I, I could tell that he plays bad guys a lot, but in this movie, I think he is just nothing. I just don't think he. He is just there, and we just need a guy with a gun to be the fucking to be the 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 fuckwit of the group that wants to just shoot everything i hated him so good on him for making me hate him because i knew that that is what they were going for yeah but 
didn't didn't like him, didn't like his performance. Um, but I think his performance was well intentioned. Uh, Thwomp also just there, uh, big guy took so much like it, it the 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 villainy of Mads Mikkelsen's character was so toned down because he did not have because he only had the 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 other guys doing all of the work i feel mm. like he had he was never imposing himself he always had his his guys do the job and then and then agent mason it yeah. felt like she was so shoehorned into the entire script because they got rid of her so quickly and it felt like we didn't even need her as part of the script it was another character that was just kind of thrown at the wall and they said yep we'll keep her in for a couple 10 pages and then she was gone i didn't like any of those three characters though they did make for entertaining fodder at some points i was still just not it, it they just didn't like I don't know. I was, I was, I was, uh, not the, ba- not their biggest fans. What's his name? Boy- to I, put it lightly. I think it's, I think it's Boyd Holbrook. Is that it? Floyd? Yes. I feel for Boyd Holbrook. It just in a sense. Cause like, I mean, I'm sure he enjoys playing villains and that's why he keeps taking these jobs. But like now you're the guy that hey, if I kept get if I kept getting jobs as a villain, fucking sign me up yeah like i it's it's a job and i'm not even i'm not knocking the hustle he's if he's if that's what he's doing all the better absolutely i just feel i've gotta pay rent i sort of feel for him because now he's the guy that punched old indiana jones repeatedly (laughs) it's just like oh now you're that guy for the rest of your life Um, he's never living yeah it doesn't matter what else you do you're just gonna be the prick that punched old indiana jones a bunch of times um Seriously, he's like eighty. Like, chill. Um, but yeah, and I don't mean to to blame these uh, actors either, as as they are. As I think it is more a problem with the quality of the script that these three characters existed at all, and they f- existed to just kind of fill in gaps that I felt could have been uh, kind of passed or 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 run through uh, with a little better writing. I they're just generic. I, I, is I think the issue. Yeah. I think that's that's definitely true, and I I sort of am annoyed with how they used Agent Mason's character because like I was legitimately interested as like oh why are the CIA working with like Nazis like how did this even come to be but like they sort of killed her before we got any real explanation to that other than just like he's a Nazi and he infiltrated the American government by working with NASA under a fake name. It's like, okay. No, I don't think he infiltrated... I This is going like a, going to a, a real thing that happened. That oh, you're going to talk US about... The just took a bunch yeah. of German scientists and just used them in America. God, I love Oppenheimer. Um, y- yeah, we're going to be getting to, to Oppenheimer. Side <laughs> note. Barbenheimer. Was, Barbenheimer. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait. Barbe- yeah, I was going to say, side note, we will be... Uh, I don't know, did you guys... Uh, my theater knew... They played the Oppenheimer and Barbie trailers back to back. Did you guys get that? Yeah, I didn't get the Barbie. Good. I just got Oppenheimer. Oh, I got both, and, and they were back to back. It was others. Barbie then Oppenheimer. Yeah. Did you guys see the trailer for the Creator? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, it's, it's John David Washington in what looks like a mix of Tenet and Sixty Five, and I'm so oh, no. mad. I do <laughs> not. Yeah, I, Brendan's eyes just lit up, and he just ran around his room, kicking his heels I in the did. air. I'm so uh, giddy right now because he's so excited for Sixty Five too. Yeah, um, Sixty Six. Yeah, I, I'm just. 
Uh, yeah. Well, sorry to get sidetracked. That was just a trailer that I fucking despised. I was like, what are we doing here? Um, speaking of what we're doing here, uh, Indiana Jones. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think this this works as a betrayal here in the beginning when we get reintroduced to Helena. Sure. I was surprised. I did not see this coming. Um, the the action scene is good enough. I think you're you're right about the henchmen. They're generic. There's nothing particularly interesting about their characters. Um, that being said, I still really like this action sequence. I love the stuff on the... chase the, scene um, was very cool. Yeah, the chase scene through the subway was really and cool. And he went through the parade. the subway. I, I mean, like... I, 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 I love the well, moment I when forgot they're that. chasing him through the, the parade crowd. That was cool. And uh, Boyd Holbrook uh, just shoots the gun and everybody goes down. Except for him. I think that's just a, like, a really cool image. Yeah. Um, I, I most most of this when the action is going, it's really well done, really entertaining. It's just there's just so much generic stuff in between right. that if you're gonna make a two and a half hour Indiana Jones movie, give me those two and a half hours honestly between Helena and Indy instead of this inner machinations between the Nazis and the CIA, or give me more of. Give me more of um, Mads Mikkelsen and give me more of his motivation. I, I like the twist later that he's like, no, I'm going back to kill Hitler and be a better Hitler myself. Insane. Give also. me more than just, yeah, like, but but give me more of his character. It, like, I, I don't, I just feel like this movie doesn't use its time super well. If you're, like I said, if you're going to make a two and a half hour Indiana Jones movie, make me feel like I'm getting this big fucking epic journey with these characters. And it, it didn't quite feel that way. It just felt like a padded normal indiana jones movie yeah i think two things i think we get like three separate chase scenes throughout the course of the movie possibly four depending on what you count as a chase scene but like i was gonna say four yeah um which i just think is like you know they they, they saw in the other movies they were like people really like those chase scenes huh why don't we do four of them um but also, uh, just a random little side note thing that I noticed. He got on the subway at 59th Street, uh, which is oh, here we go. Columbus Circle. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brendan lives in New York. Uh, but he, he got off at 51st. So in that time where he was riding the horse, um, uh, 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 like just being chased by the subway, he rode that horse for eight blocks before he like actually got off okay grandpa let's keep going i thought it was pretty funny um i and i enjoyed his little one line where he's like he, he like ditches the word he's like the subway's faster i thought that was good yeah that was yes. that was yeah cute. that i think i laughed out loud at that one. i definitely did and again harrison ford goes without saying he's fantastic yeah. he um i don't I know think, if you guys have I seen any of his modern work every podcast that we've done i want is, to i want to make goes it without saying <laughs> i know it goes without saying but i don't want to i don't want to not say it i don't want to take it for granted that harrison ford is great in this movie and that he's great as indiana jones i think it is a huge reason that these movies work and i that, agree in the end i'm going to spoiler alert give them all positive ratings because i think there's just a certain charisma that Harrison Ford brings to all these movies that just carries it. And I don't know if you guys have seen um, Shrinking, uh, the Apple TV Plus show no, that he's I, in. No. I plan um, on watching it. It's very good, and he is very good in it. And I think it shows that, like, Harrison Ford still got it. And, like, he is still a really fun actor. He, can st he loves this character. I mean, you could tell 
just by the way he actually did press for this movie unlike um <laughs> force awakens and all that stuff uh he loves this character he loves um i think being able to play him still and yeah i don't know i again wanted to say it harrison ford fucking great in this movie i agree with you i think that he delivers a wonderful performance and i mean just you can see it in these like these moments where ford is just like you know gushing about archaeology and about history and like that like that made me feel something like when he was like it just it felt like we saw you know this glimpse of the old indie in those moments um especially you know considering that like this is his his last jedi arc uh like luke skywalker where he's just sort of grumpy old man um you know to see him sort of come back to that and like rediscover himself i think was just was really great and and you know especially when we get to the end like it feels like i don't know like it it just like it truly felt at the end like we had indy back um in in a lot of ways but um i i liked about his character arc too in like just the writing i did not i didn't realize that archimedes style was going to be time travel and I didn't pick up that when Phoebe Waller-Bridge was listening in on his lecture about the Siege of Syracuse that we were actually going to end up there. In Syracuse. And that that's where, like, yeah, that he was he was talking this passionately about this specific battle, and he was going to be able to end up there and have... Like, again, Harrison Ford is good, and I like Indy's arc in this movie, which I think is very important to being a final Indiana Jones movie. Does it work? Does this movie work as well as him riding off in the sunset with his dad in Last Crusade? No. But we already got Kingdom of the Crystal Skull ruining that. So, like, Fair. this this movie is not to, to blame for it being going beyond the original trilogy. We've already gotten us another Indiana Jones movie since. So, as a... Knowing Harrison Ford's 80 years old, knowing that this is going to be the last one, um, I, I think he and the writers deliver a satisfying Indiana Jones farewell. Um, again, without what we hypothesized would be the end literally of indiana jones where he would die which i guess we can talk about when we get to syracuse but i really thought that that's what where they were going with this film and they i'm surprised that they did not i agree with you um but moving on i guess uh sala connor you said (laughs) yeah we get sala but more importantly i seemed like connor wanted to talk about uh teddy oh teddy was unimportant Teddy was unneeded. <laughs> Teddy was. Teddy I thought you was, were gonna have more enthusiasm than that. Geez. Oh, I'll I'll have as much enthusiasm as I as I want. But Teddy just gives me so such. I I'm so unenthused by Teddy's existence that uh, this is how I'm going to talk about Teddy. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's, it felt like she. It felt like they were trying to add short Helena's round. short round, yeah. and it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. He he was there, and. Like he's a little pickpocket, cool, and he's Same Phoebe Waller Bridge Bridge's sidekick, but I I felt nothing to him. Like, and he and I'll say this: think about think about why they why she at the end said you need to go get in that plane and you need to fly and 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 go like because we need to catch them or something so then, and then she herself still caught up with the plane even though 
he had the plane going and all of a sudden we had that other guy who was in the plane with him and then i knew exactly what was going to happen oh, they were going to crash the plane the they were going to have to like jump out and then they were going to have to use the plane that they brought in just so they just so happened to follow in with that plane like so they had a way to get out there was no reason in the beginning for them to even have that second plane but the writing yeah was you said just the so reason overtly. right there you needed to be able to write your way out Pretty of the much. history I, I mean that was like, like they also could have just it is what it is I, I mean for the character being worse short round and also like not you know having the planes be the issue um they also could have just changed how the Dial of Destiny works. <laughs> like, I get that yeah. it's like a compass, and that they were like, he didn't account for the for the the what is it the continental drift. That he couldn't that have known. Fucking that was awesome. Yeah, that I loved. That writing was fucking dope. Cool. I didn't even think of that. Continental drift over time, it fucking changes, and they didn't know it was gonna change. So duh, we're going somewhere else. I was like, oh fuck, that's a complete twist i didn't even expect and then but that wasn't even the real twist though well yes i know but yeah. it it, it yeah. was still a twist because it was yeah. unexpected and i thought it was gonna go somewhere else but then we got flipped on its head again where it was just like wait a minute he wanted us to come back to his place at all and it's like oh shit that's an even cooler twist but on top of just like that section was sick like that section that part of that piece of writing great part like i was actually intrigued a lot of what was in between that part and like the very beginning was very muddled for me like a lot of like the horse thing i will remember but then like other chase scenes it's like okay we're in this place and i feel like i had seen this chase scene before i feel like it like we get in these cars and we're all chasing after each other and people get cut off and they hit shit and then they explode and whatever but it happened like so quick and fast paced and stuff that I just kind of like, I sat there and I was like, okay. And even though my seat was moving with the entire thing, I, I felt like, I don't know, not attached to it. And that's what made me, um, kind of that, that's what made the movie kind of lackluster for me was watching what I thought would, what, what I thought should be making my brain go like, whoa, look at that. Oh, look at this. And bam, look, explosions. But it was purely sound and visuals that I just sat and watched. And that was a bummer for me. And maybe that was just a me thing, but that's that's just how it happened. I think what it comes down to, the more we talk about it, is I think this the, just the second act is too much. It's too long. Yeah. Because I really like the third act, despite the... You, you know, the contrivance you said about the planes. Everything, once they get to um, that cave, and, you know, there's the water displacement thing, and um, they're, they're climbing, I, I just, all that shit. Once, from there to the end, I think is great. Oh, the like, water I displacement? Think, like, just, I love that bit, too. Yeah. 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 I think everything from that forward is really, really fun. Did we need the middle? Not as much. The diving scene, really scary because I'm terrified of drowning. And I liked the callback to snakes with the, the fucking eels. eels. But it's a little long. Um, again, adds to this two and a half hour length. Yeah. Um, kind of unnecessary. But I really, like, yeah, this movie is exciting once it gets to this last third. Mangled, I think, for the most part, 
lives up to Spielberg in a way that he, he I think this is better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Again, I don't think this is as yes. I I I think Connor, that's a hot take for you and not many other people. Um, <laughs> I don't uh, think it's a hot take at all. I think it's a I think it's a wrong take. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it's um, a, I think it's a take. I just I disagree. But I mean, yeah. What are we gonna um, do? <laughs> I, I I don't I don't think James Mangold is anywhere near Steven Spielberg in terms of quality of filmmaker. I don't think he would say that he is anywhere near Steven Spielberg in a, as a quality of filmmaker. But I think the last third of this movie just feels like an Indiana Jones film. Sure. And it's exciting yeah. adventure. Um, like you said, when they're going up in the plane, um, and uh, you know, he has Indy, and he's, you know, taunting him about being wrong, and then they go through the portal. Again, this, I don't, I can't tell you why it doesn't feel like, it should be on the same plane as interdimensional beings being able to time travel back to the siege of Syracuse, but it just feels like it fits more with Indiana Jones, probably because it's history based instead of alien based right. because it's like, Oh, we're going back in time. Uh, thematically we're going back into history literally instead of being like, Oh, there are aliens and aliens are real. I know that's just a personal preference thing, but I just think, I think in terms of the Indiana Jones series, I think it fits better with the other, original three movies um they're little supernatural stuff compared to uh the interdimensional beings but again i know that 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 is a personal preference but again everything in this last third works mads mickelson uh i love his line delivery when he's monologuing he's like ah hitler did it wrong i could have done it better and it's like oh shit he's like smart hitler Um, (laughs) oh no smart smart hitler (laughs) i think it's crazy that like his whole arc was that like like and he has this line where he's like it's like it's the end of history or something and i was like oh that's why he's the final indiana jones villain because he's trying to end history and that's what indiana jones has the biggest problem with I think that's fine. You're giggling, but I think that works. No, I do. Th- I think it works as well. But I just thought that, like, you know, as a concept, that's kind of funny. Is it's just like, oh, the famous historian. His his final enemy is the guy that wants to end history. Um, but uh, are we are we are we sticking towards the end, or are we circling back at all? Because I do have to say uh, that there was a guy in the Tangier uh, like bidding see auction scene uh who looked exactly like borat and it made me laugh very hard because <laughs> i, was I just did not like, notice that. oh it's borat hello borat yeah i think i remember I who you're talking that at about. all um, um no i i do want to stay somewhat close to the end um unless there's other stuff that you guys want to talk there's, about real quick mads mickelson has been in fucking every franchise at this true. point i can't think of a franchise that this motherfucker has not been in and I love Mads Mikkelsen. I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Hannibal. I think he is better than Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. I believe it. I know that might be a hot take also. That, that series is fantastic, and I highly recommend that to anybody who thinks that Mads Mikkelsen is just a generic uh, blockbuster actor at this point. And um, his work in smaller independent uh, European cinema. But uh, I think he does what he can. I, I think Voller is a good concept of a character, but again, like I said, they never give him, they never give Mads Mikkelsen the meat of a character yeah, that not a lot of substance. he could have, he could have used. I agree with you. Um, Cause he's definitely a capable actor. Oh, quick thing before we hit the ending. Um, do you think Antonio Banderas like own, uh, owed uh, Harrison Ford a, uh, like a, a couple, like a, a favor? 
because he I, was I don't in know this why movie he's in this for movie. less than ten minutes. <laughs> I I don't know why. I I truly, when I saw him, I was like, that can't be Antonio Banderas. It looks like him, huh. but it can't it be. Is. And then I looked it up. Huh. I looked it up real quick, and there he was. And I'm like, oh. And then ten minutes later, he was out of the movie. I said, yep. oh, okay. So he didn't need to be there. <laughs> I know it's to a, he's not as big of a star as Antonio Banderas. I felt the same way with Toby Jones. I was like, oh, I thought he was going to be in this movie more yeah. when I heard he was in this. But it was just like, oh, he's in it for two scenes, and then he moves on. Yeah, I mean... Or in this case, both cases, they he die. He does, like, he does a... I think Toby Jones does a good job in his, his little flashback. I thought that that was really interesting to sort of illustrate yeah. the history there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I liked those scenes. Also, but after... Um, uh, What's-his-name dies, uh, I, I appreciate that, like, that Indy takes a minute and is just like... My friend just died. Ronaldo. Yeah, when when Ronaldo dies, he's like, you know, he's he's distraught. Like, you know, he's and that's a good moment I think of him like kind of parenting Helena. Yeah. Um where she's like, "Oh, this was like a great fun adventure." And he's like, "No, my friend just died." And like the real the real like human element. Yeah. Um of that maybe even that we didn't get like we complained with temple of doom yeah when han died yeah um he, we didn't get that moment i think maybe that's an older indiana jones looking back and be like no that wasn't fun my friend yeah, died. my friend was just murdered i think um that was really good soon after that though when they're in sicily uh we get this whole bit about like the fucking kid teddy being like sad that he has a straw hat and isn't wearing a three-piece suit like that one kid um yeah what the fuck was that? i was i was sitting there and i was like are they gonna bring this up ever again or is this just to serve a single plot nope. point no it was just so that he could handle the <laughs> he could hand the dial directly to the nazis which also how did they find them i was just like why why i think they followed him. sure i guess that makes sense but like would you not try to like lose them whatever um, I was also the my my last gripe um, would be the the last gripe I forgot to talk about was uh, after they are Indiana on, Jones is the last gripe yeah. <laughs> after they are on the boat and they manage to get away which I think was a very cool um, a, a very uh, uh, interestingly written scene of of Phoebe Waller Bridge walking around um, explaining the tablet that they just found to. Mads Mikkelsen, um, and then in turn blowing, trying to blow blow up the ship. Uh, they they kick the dynamite at him. They jump onto the boat, and then they start going. And in that moment that they're all recovering, they he picks up the the binoculars and looks out at the boat. We see him look at the boat. They talk. They that we go to the boat, and they start talking about like, well, we need to go here because I sent them in this direction. And then after that, we just go back to him who's still looking at them. And he <laughs> says, they're going west, not east. I'm like, you were looking at them that whole time? Yeah. It was either a weird yeah. editing decision or just a weird writing decision to make him still be able to see where the fuck they were going. Because if they were just going over the ridge, over the over the rise, then how could he have t- then been like, oh, they're going to a different place. But we got gotcha. that's that's not <laughs> like got him. No. I think that's 
like a thing that makes sense when you're writing it and then probably when they went to shoot it be like ah this doesn't quite like we gotta like cut this weird Mm -hmm. to make it work yeah like it makes sense when you're just writing like oh he sees them going east or west instead of east and they turn around and follow him like sure that makes sense just in in abstract but yeah shooting it it was awkward um i just want to know how anyone i think i'm after that fucking explosion (laughs) yeah of the dynamite Yeah. yeah good point um I think I'm ready to get to 212 BC if you guys are. Yeah. Um, I This is a very, I think, fitting way to end Indiana Jones' uh, story arc in this film and through the five films overall. Mm-hmm. I like that he gets there and that he, you know, he'd lost his son. He lost his marriage. He, he felt like he didn't have anything worth going back to the present for. And I like that... Um, this is where he ends up in wanting to stay a part of history. Again, it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked. Um, the Siege of Syracuse, he would have just been killed um, because Archimedes gets killed in the Siege of Syracuse. Like, it, th- this would not have gone well for India. He just gets blinded by the fact that he is in history, um, seeing it itself. And I think it's a... Um, I saw people complaining online, like, oh, Helena... Get, makes that decision for Indy, and he doesn't, like, you know, get to go out the way he wanted. Like, Indy would have died within a, a day, yeah. because that's how the Siege of Syracuse goes. So, Helena was saving him, and also knowing that um, he was going to be able to reunite with Marion. And also with her, like, she gets a father figure back. It's a nice way to wrap everything up, but, um, yeah, I, I really like all this stuff in Syracuse. I think it works, um, and I like it for Indy's character. I don't know how you guys feel. I think it's uh, even though I didn't, even though I didn't like the entirety of the movie, I did cry at the uh, part where Indiana said that he wanted to stay. Yeah. Uh, in the past, and I was like, "Oh, let him stay!" Oh, and it felt really abrupt when she was. He was like, "I have to do this," and then she, she was like, "Well, I have to do face. this," and then just punched him. <laughs> and I was like, "Can we?" Can he just be happy no. and like alone? <laughs> yeah, but he was not going to be happy. There is the right. I think what she knew, and it, it, he knew probably in the back of his mind, but like did not process. Like, yes, you. He was just so awestruck by the fact that he was there at the siege of Syracuse that he did not think like, oh, what happens at the siege of Syracuse? Sure, I think it's also just that like you know it's almost like a form of suicide. I think like is that he wanted to just yeah. like you know, lay down and die in the past and, you know, get to experience the end of, like, his life at, you know, as he's bleeding out in in history. Um, But I think, you know, that... aside Paradoxes aside, you know, she sort of makes this decision that's like, nope, you're coming with me. Um, And gets Marion to come back? Yay, Karen Allen! Yay, Karen Allen! Wasn't earned throughout the course of the movie i was just like this is so that's fair you're playing on my nostalgia you're having them repeat the lines from the corny sex scene in raiders but it still worked on me because i'm an easy mark i cried (laughs) yep connor's shaking his head like i didn't care i didn't cry i didn't cry at that part i just i what i thought was gonna happen is i thought like somehow they they took the fucking dial and she went back in time to the part that he said he wanted to go back in time to which was making sure that his son didn't go to war 
so that when he came back to like the the present day he was still in the same apartment but he like lived with his like his like fucking mutt came back in and he was alive the whole time uh. and marion came back like hey honey we are together still because i love you i was like whoa what's gonna happen but all that happened is she was like i'm getting groceries and we can kiss a little bit and i'm like okay all right, all right. end the movie now it's 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 time and they did rather abruptly <laughs> and, and, and they did rather abruptly thank you i thought the same shit i'm like wow that's it because it kind of just went and that's it and you're done (laughs) there was no there was no falling action the fade out was cute that was that was a nice way to end it with the the hat i thought that was the hat connor's rolling his eyes um, yeah, the hat was fine, but it, they also did fucking Looney Tune style fucking circle into the whatever, Connor. Uh, oh man, it. Floyd's so mad at me for having a different opinion. I know. Can you hear the ang- <laughs> can you hear the anger in my voice, Connor? Um, I just got a text yeah, from no, Floyd that says, "Fuck you! Don't share your opinion on this podcast ever again." <laughs> Get the fuck off the show, Connor. Um, but I don't think I have anything else um, off the top of my head. I think I am ready for final thoughts and ratings, if you guys are. Me too. Let's do it. All Brendan. Right. Um, yeah, this this was a fine, fine movie, fine addition to the series. Um, I think it was a nice way to, you know, be what will probably be our final Indiana Jones movie. Um, I was pretty happy that, you know, he lived. <laughs> I, I didn't want him to kill off another Harrison Ford character. Um, but uh, I think that the movie drags in places, you know, it's 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 way too long. Like like we said before, they could have done it in 10 Um and it's ten minutes. They could have. They could have done the whole movie. movie. <laughs> the whole ten movie. In ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a short. Um, just testing the waters. No, uh, I think you know Harrison Ford is great as always. Is gives a wonder performances. Indiana Jones, um, Mads, and and Phoebe Waller Bridge, who I keep wanting to call Phoebe Bridgers, but that's someone else. Um, you know, I I thought that they all gave good performances. Uh, it's 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 okay i mean like you know i think it corrected a lot of the problems from crystal skull um i'm always down to watch a movie where we're we're killing some nazis um gosh what to say about this movie uh what what letter grade to give this movie uh i'll give it an a minus again i've been on a roll with these a minuses um that's i just i can't say that they're like yeah, both of the guys are like looking at me like I'm crazy, but like, what the fuck? You opened this <laughs> I just whole didn't think thing that lined up with what you said about the movie. It's fine, and then you're gonna give it the same that you did the past three movies well, because I don't like it any like. I feel similarly about how I gave it with Crystal Skull because I I put Crystal Skull and and Last Crusade on the same level, and I'm just like okay, like. Which is incorrect. Well, alright, fair enough. I don't know. I just, my my opinion has not varied that much. Like, I think that we're just sort of sitting at the same level of enjoyment. Um, I don't know. Connor is staring at me. Let him be, yeah, Connor. you don't Open know mouth. Me. I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, you do not know. 
<laughs> um, so, uh, if you're looking for a real review, uh, come on over to Connor's side. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Scooch on over to Connor's corner. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, I like certain bits of this movie, but I did not like the entirety of it. Um, I'm glad. I'm also glad that Indiana did not die uh, when Floyd texted. Floyd saw it first out of the three of us, mm-hmm. uh, but that was because I had to wait until 10:45 PST to see it, and he had already seen it at like 11:45 EST. So um, I, I got out. I was about to text you guys that I'm going into the theater, but then right before I texted you that, Floyd was like, hey guys, just got out of the movie. I'm like, damn it, I wanted to be first. Um, and I, when you said I got out of uh, Indiana Jones' last like adventure, I was like, oh shit, I hope he doesn't die. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad, I'm glad to see that he was alive in the end. But as if you if you missed um my gripes with the movie go listen to the past hour and six minutes um and you will probably find something along there which is why i'm giving this a c a flat old c i think that is the first negative rating from anybody in this series yeah I I was looking at a two and a half out of five stars for most of the movie, yeah. but the last act put like bought me up to a three. So I'll uh, it's a three out of five stars, but in this world, in in the in the um, cinema talk podcast world, it would be a a C. Well, if you if you're bumming it to a the the line is between C and C plus, so C plus would be fresh, would be positive. C would be. Oh, I know. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> um, cut that, then, Brendan. Um, <laughs> okay. Keep that in, Brendan. Keep this uh, in. Put too. It at the end. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> so my final flaws and ratings. Um, I really like this movie. Uh, I think it's a good time. I, I think it's a half an hour too long. Boo you, Connor. Um, <laughs> I think this is the first that was time. Brendan. I think this is the first time that we've had anyone boo someone's final thoughts and ratings on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is an episode full of firsts. All right, fair enough. Um, Harrison Ford, great. Phoebe Waller Bridge, I think, is fantastic. I uh, give me the Helena Shaw movie or Disney Plus show uh, that we're never gonna get. I'll watch it. Maybe. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is a good enough villain. Uh, I like his plan in theory. I think in the movie itself, it doesn't work fantastic just because I don't think they give him enough to do writing wise. Um, the action's a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I think this is a satisfying uh, goodbye to Indiana Jones. I, I don't, again, I don't think it's better than The Last Crusade um, as a goodbye to Indiana Jones. But if we're going to be doing these legacy sequels later, might as well have them be good, um, and I think this is better than Crystal Skull. So I'm gonna go with a B plus for this mm. film. Um, I um, if I'm just gonna real quick rank the Indiana Jones series as we like to do at the end oh, of a long series. Oh, I didn't know um, we did this. I'm, I'm gonna go Last Crusade one, Raiders two, Temple of Doom three, Dial of Destiny four, Crystal Skull five. With the caveat that I think Temple of Doom is the most fun adventure, but the racism knocks it down to three. 
So are we going in reverse order then? So it's Connor's? Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, okay, so mine is Raiders, The Last Crusade, uh, Crystal Skull, oh, Temple of Doom, and Dial of Destiny. Wrong opinion. Boo! Boo. <laughs> uh. I'm booing you saying wrong opinion. <laughs> I guess from worst to best. Uh, yeah, now Brendan has to actually put his Brendan fucking to, words to use. Brendan has to think Because instead of being like A minus to A minus <laughs> to A minus to A minus to A plus. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll go. I think I know what's going to be first, though. I think. <laughs> it's probably the A plus one. Perhaps. Uh, so in, in last place, I think we have. I think we have Crystal Skull, then Dial of Destiny, Ooh. then Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and Raiders. <laughs> Although Temple of Doom we all is have variable. similar rankings. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that like those bottom three are variable for me, and I'm just like, I mean, it could change on the day. Like, it's just how I'm feeling right now. We all agree that the best two are Raiders and Last Crusade. Oh, absolutely. Crusade. I don't think there's any question yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, and that Shia LaBeouf was probably the best character in the series. That's what we all agree. Just, yeah. <laughs> it really should have been Mutt Williams adventures the whole time oh i had um, a joke too uh if they make a spinoff of this series for phoebe waller bridge they should just call it indiana jones <laughs> but her name is helena no but but if they make a spinoff they just change her name to indiana <laughs> and they put two ends god damn it indy indy space yeah. anna is indy, that what you're saying yes it's the middle name <laughs> In the Anna wow. Jones. Um, well, speaking of, that is the the end of our Indiana Jones series. Thank you so much uh, for listening and following with us. Um, we are going to be coming back for kind of uh, the first time of a few times that we're going to be doing two Wes Anderson oh, movies. Shit, that's this week to kind of bridge the gap. Um, shit, what's next? Between, what are we doing next week? We're doing Bottle Rocket right. next week. Oh, thank um, God I get to watch Bottle Rocket again. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to be doing, um, leading up to, I know Asteroid City is already out, but by the end of this in October, um, we're going to be leading up to Asteroid City and also the animated short now we just found out, uh, Henry Sugar. Um, so that is, we were going to be building to a review of Henry Sugar uh, with these Wes Anderson movies, but now it's apparently a short coming out later this year. We'll probably still talk about that to some extent, but we're not going to change courses and we're going to start with Bottle Rocket and move towards Asteroid City um, throughout the year. Uh, so these next two weeks, we're going to be doing Bottle Rocket and then Rushmore. And then we are getting to Fuck Barbenheimer. Yeah. I'm so fucking excited. Barbenheimer! Um, um, we're starting with Barbie and then going to Oppenheimer as God intended. Mm. Um, and then after that, we'll be doing Haunted Fuck yeah! So the next five reviews are going to be uh, oh, Bottle Rocket, sh- Rushmore, Barbie, Oppenheimer, and then Haunted Mansion. I honestly forgot. I thought that when we made that list that we were just going to watch the old Haunted Mansion, and I did not know until recently that they were making a We've remake, already done a podcast so... on the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion. I didn't know. Not when I was All here. Right, Don't start. Don't... No, that's true. We're continuing yeah, that. Yeah, no, six you're years go- ago you're go- when you started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when Connor, you're going weekend of release right like this. <laughs> Uh, for for the new Haunted Mansion movie. I hope you're excited. Um, I'm thrilled. Danny yeah, no, so, in it, and so is Owen Wilson. Wow. 
That's true. And Lakeith Stanfield. And um, very excited. We're just gonna name the whole cast now. And Dan Lee. So, so this, so this podcast is now just the cast list of Haunted yeah. Mansion. Thanks. And Jamie Lee. Thanks for listening to an hour and twenty minutes of us. But yeah, so those are going to be the next five reviews for us. Uh, I hope you guys are excited for those and come back and listen. Uh, Spoilers. Tell the good people. Yeah. Uh, so we got a lot of other shows on the network, which is pretty cool. Um, huge backlog. My advice now is listen backwards. Don't listen to the series backwards, but like start at the beginning of a series. Just go backwards through the feed. We got so many podcasts. We recently hit 100 episodes. We're, we've broken the 100 episode mark. That's pretty wild. Uh, and we've got a... Sp- and I think the three of us are getting better as, like, a collective yeah. <laughs> moving back to the Mario series. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're getting back into it slowly Boo. after, like, a two-year hiatus. Uh, but we... Why are you booing us, <laughs> Connor? You're booing yourself <laughs> while you do I'm that. I'm saying it's it's part of the... It, it's it's the joke is that we're, we're melding, we're, we're making jokes together, and that was one of the jokes of this, of this uh, <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> Um, also, we may... It's called a callback, we, Floyd. <laughs> we, may have a, we may have a special episode out for you in the future. Not exactly sure when, because we're hope. still waiting on someone, but for our 100th episode special, we've been talking about it for quite a long time. Um, since Years. the conception of the podcast, honestly. Um, Has anybody, true. like, texted this fucking mystery man, or are we just waiting <laughs> on him to talk to you? Like, yeah, we've t- it seems like a really easy thing. Hey, let's sit down and watch a 90-minute movie. We've texted this mystery man. Uh, in fact, I think I might be seeing him in person very soon. Um, but... Uh, we also, you know, we've got this huge backlog of other shows that you can check out. We got something for everybody. Um, I'm not going to list them all off. You can go explore the show keys in the feed. Um, it's pretty great. Yeah. Go, go check out our other stuff. Connor. Yeah. Hi. Oh, wait, sorry. I forgot to talk about our social media. We also have social media. You can find us at Twisted Mug Media and on YouTube at Twisted Mug Media Network. Check that out. Connor. (laughs) Yo. It's time. It's time? Yes. Okay. All right. Walks into kitchen, grabs a pot, Uh fills it with water, puts it on the stovetop, starts boiling the water, takes out spaghetti, (laughs) cracks open spaghetti, places in boiling water, waits 11 to 12 minutes, stirs. consistently (laughs) takes pasta out strains pasta puts spaghetti in bowl starts eating pasta so me and Brendan have a video game uh, (laughs) (laughs) don't mess me up we have a video game channel where we play video games on YouTube and uh, we make music sometimes. We've made music one time and we're going to make mu- more music. So go follow us on Popsicle Meltdown Convention. That's a Popsicle Meltdown Convention at Popsicle Meltdown Con uh, on Instagram, TikTok, and whatnot. We are funny like we are here, um, but perhaps funnier because um, Floyd's not here. But uh, in that. <laughs> but we play video games and uh we have a good time so go check us out there um brendan i guess that's it ryan i guess that just about <laughs> does us uh we'll be back next week with bottle rocket thanks for listening guys i'm ryan i'm brendan mm, this is good spaghetti
see you next week. And this has been the Cinematog Podcast. Captured by Nazis while attempting to retrieve the Lance of Longinus? Are captured by Nazis. I'm going to just step. I'm just going to say it confidently and move on. Take it again. Are captured. People are talking about with this Uh is the de aging technology (laughs) they used. Um. But actually, I believe, if you look at the cast list, I don't think this well, was actually Harrison Ford. I think have lost, this was... Um, lost Floyd. Hold on, let me pull up his uh, name. Hoping look at that his face on the screen. He's just looking. <laughs> <laughs> Should we stop? What, is, is he back? Is there a fucking dog in my building? Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs>